How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Well, guys, it is not Tuesday. Don't let your eyes fool you. It is Monday night. And uh, welcome to episode number... 72. I know, it's crazy. Episode 72. And don't adjust your sets. Things look a little different tonight than they normally do. And that is because Garrett is coming to us live from a remote location, joining us from the beautiful state of Wisconsin. Garrett, how's it going this evening? Man, it is uh, a beautiful night. I want to say it's like 78 degrees, um, a little higher humidity than I would like, but it's it's a beautiful night. It really yeah. is. Um, family and I are up at uh, the cabin up here and just been having a blast. So Nice. Well, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's a little bit different, but we we uh, you know, we we roll with things when they happen. My, I have a family commitment tomorrow night, so we wanted to do the show. Uh, we still don't want to miss a week, so we're having the show tonight. Uh, we have a great special guest coming on in just a couple minutes. Uh, but as always, guys, we want to tell you that we come to you live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studios, and we're going to tell you about once again the Deadwood Leather Rose. That is coming now to all retailers nationwide, uniting with her sisters, Sweet Jane, Fat Bottom Betty, and Crazy Alice. The spicy leather rose is the boldest lady of the bunch. This 5x54 torpedo features a rich Maduro wrapper and proves to be the spiciest of the Deadwood family. Lighting up the leather rose will fill the room with her exotic aroma, plus the effortless draw will leave you longing for more. Oh, you'll want more. The Rose is a 5x54 torpedo packaged in 24-count boxes and will be shipping in July, which was last month. So, yeah. For more info, please visit DrewEstate.com. So, Garrett, as we talk about often and pretty much every week when the show starts, we talk a little bit about our beloved Minnesota Twins. Yeah. And I have to say, I'm 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 happy that they're playing above average baseball because, as you can see, there's a lot of teams that are playing way below average baseball. Yep. And our uh, my my favorite Minnesota twin is Miguel Sano, and thank God he found his bat again because right. he, he's been doing he he's I think he's hit in six out of the last eight games, but yep. he had a stretch there where it was the opposite. It was. Uh, I'm grateful to see him, you know, he, he he remembered how to hit the ball. But dare I say I'm underwhelmed? Well, he's so he's he's not going yard. With Sano, not with just Sano, just the team in general. With the team you in know. general. But here's the big surprise for me, and, and I, I know you and I have talked about this, is how above average the pitching has been. Right. Yep. Because pitching is for pretty much for the last 15 years – has been the downfall of the Minnesota Twins, whether yeah. it's our starters or our bullpen. It didn't matter which, but the the pitching from the starters and the bullpen has been very above average. So, yeah, yep, no absolutely. Point. No, I totally agree. And you're right. In the past, we would have one star and then a bunch of minor leaguers to you know make up our other starting and relief rotation. So it was yeah. like is Johan pitching tonight. Okay, good. Then we're going to win. Is no, he's not. Oh, okay. Then it's a loss. Right. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. What are you going to do? But it's it's. Yeah. I still I love watching baseball. I have I have not been paying nearly as much attention to hockey this year as I have in previous years. Yeah. Um, I've tried to sit down and watch some games on TV, and as much as I absolutely love hockey, 
there's just there are some sports that make sense without uh, anybody in the stands. Hockey is not one of those sports. It it is the dullest thing to watch with with nobody in the stands for some reason. I just can't do it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, that and and golf. Um, it's weird yeah. because um, there's no more quiet guys with the little signs, you know. Yeah, they're all out of work. They're all out of work. They're getting the unemployment yeah. money. <laughs> well, it's uh, you know, like like we said, you know, rain or shine, uh, COVID or no COVID, you know, regardless of what's going on out there in the world, guys, we want you to get out there and support your local brick and mortar cigar shops. So call ahead, find out what their policies are. Go, in the, go into their humidors, pick out your favorite sticks. Try a couple things that are new to you that you haven't tried before and yeah. uh, continue to support those local businesses. It's really, uh, you know, really important right now, especially that we keep that going. Um, so, guys, let's bring in our special guest for this evening. And as always, our special guest segment is brought to you by Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com. They are the Internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store. Corona Cigar Company offers you the finest handmade cigars, humidors, and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price. You'll also find unique and limited cigars containing Florida sun-grown tobacco. As a proud American... President and founder of Corona Cigar Company, Mr. Jeff Borshowitz, believed it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to Florida. At Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, you'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special Florida sun-grown tobacco. If you live in Florida or are just visiting, be sure to visit any of the great Corona Cigar locations in downtown Orlando, Sand Lake, Lake Mary, and also the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge in Tampa. For more info on all of that, please visit coronacigar.com and floridasungrown.com. So please, if you would, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and welcome from Epic Cigars, Dean Parsons, welcome to How About That Cigar Live. Hey, Matt. Thanks, guys. Good to see you, Garrett. Guys, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Hope everybody's uh, staying safe and uh, healthy and and smoking lots of great cigars. So thanks again for, for inviting me, and I'm super happy to be here and to spend some time with you guys. Most definitely. We're grateful to have you on the show. It's, uh, you know, I, I think we're, we're all lucky. It's, it's a beautiful night uh, in, in all three of our locations, me here in Minnesota, Garrett in uh, northern Wisconsin, and, and, and Dean, you're coming to us from Miami, correct? Yeah, just north Miami. It's, it's about 91 here right now. I'm on the, on the patio, and it's a beautiful night. Uh, we didn't didn't get much of that storm that passed by. Just a few rain showers and a little bit of wind this afternoon, but uh, it's uh, we're good. It's a beautiful night. Yeah. So, did, you order, uh, uh, did you order double hurricanes? <laughs> I did, but I said, I said we're going to send them send them up the uh, the west the west. Coast. <laughs> yeah, said, it's uh, that's serious stuff. Like we shouldn't we shouldn't joke about it because I've been we through shouldn't. a bunch of them over the years in in Turks and Caicos and the Dominican when I, when I lived in both those places. And of course, Miami's seen the Florida has seen their share. So uh, we just hope everyone stays safe and uh, and uh, takes care. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, Dean, I'm I'm firing up the uh, uh, the Epic Cabano right now. Um, tell us what you are uh, smoking and drinking along with us this evening. I am smoking the Epic Maduro uh, box press up oh, Maduro. It's uh, this was one of our first blends of Maduro and Corojo with the original blends from back in 2010 that actually changed a little bit over a couple of years. But 
Uh, now they've been the same cigar since 2014. Uh, so I'm smoking that, and I've got some Elijah Craig going here. Nice. And, uh, yeah, so ready to hang out for a little while. And I've got a an epic Corojo Lancero on standby. And uh, nice. then after that, if we're still around, I've got an Atsiko <laughs> HB Classic, which is uh, Connecticut, which is made by the Omar Ortiz factory in Nicaragua. And uh, so I've got that one lined up as well. And one thing I will mention, and it's funny, I brought all these cigars out earlier because it's, you know, inside your humidors, it's, you know, 68, 72. But I always, whatever I'm going to smoke for the night, I lay it outside on the deck in the ashtray, usually an hour before I get outside, just so the cigar can, you know, climatize. And you just, it smokes completely different. A lot of guys wonder, oh, my cigar's not smoking. I live in Florida. It's not smoking right. It's. I'm like, well, did you put it outside before you lit it up? And it's so important. It doesn't matter where in the, in the world you are. When you get into warm weather, it's always good to get those cigars outside, let them sit for half an hour, 45 minutes to an hour, and then yeah. light them up. You're going to get a better experience. So uh, yeah. it's one of the things we've talked about on a lot of these calls because guys start with one cigar, and then it's an hour later, and they're like, oh, shit, I need, I'm going to smoke two or three cigars tonight. Um, <laughs> and then they light something else up right out of their humidor, and then they're not having that perfect experience that you should have so that's always just one of those tips i always like to, to mention when uh, oh yeah this time of the year so love it and i've got a little uh i don't have the bottle out here but one of my standbys the henry mckenna 10-year bourbon very nice so uh and so so garrett being at a remote location tonight um normally obviously we're here together in the in the hbtc studios but garrett being at a remote location i wasn't able to get um one of the uh, one of the epic cigars to him. So, uh, uh, Garrett, what are you uh, puffing on this evening? So, let's, let's see if I can get it to focus. Come on, is that the? It looks like the Kristoff is the Vengeance. It is. Yeah, great cigar. Yeah, the Vengeance is a very good cigar. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not wanting to focus. Sorry, guys. <laughs> not <laughs> right. Okay. No, you got, yeah, it's the you got that cabin internet, so it's. It is what it is. It's all good. <laughs> no, and I, I know we mentioned this earlier, uh, but obviously Epic is produced. Christoph is the biggest producer uh, out of the factory where we actually produce Epic as well. It's called Tabacalera Von Eichen, Dominican yep. Republic. Uh, Christoph is the biggest brand that's produced out of there. Uh, Epic is, is the second largest brand that's produced out of there, and uh, we're, we're great friends. Glenn Case is a, is a rock star. Jared is uh, Awesome guy. He heads up their sales. And if you haven't tried Jared's new cigar, which is the oh, uh, the JT. Timberlake. Yeah, <laughs> the JT. I smoked that. I smoked a pre-release with actually Jared. We I don't know where we were, but uh, we smoked it together. And uh, awesome cigar. And we're blessed to have Rolando VML, who's the sort of the mastermind behind all those cigars and, and who helps us and who is a, a big mentor uh, for me as well. Uh, yeah you know, creating great products for us. So we're, we're certainly blessed. So, uh, Dean, one of the things, you know, that, and we talked about this a little before the show, we, we love to hear people's stories and kind of find out where people are coming from their life experience, things that led them to where they are today in the, uh, in this cigar culture that we love so much. So give us an idea of, um, you know, start with that first time that you fired up a premium hand rolled cigar and, and how that kind of turned into, a career in cigars for you. Wow. <laughs> wow. The first time that I, that I actually had a cigar, it was probably the first time I smoked a cigar or tried a cigar. 
but the first time I had a that an experience like you're talking about was probably I was policing at the time. I I, I grew up on the east coast of Canada. Uh, in, in a small town in Labrador, Wabash, Labrador, but went to college, university in New Brunswick. And, and then I uh, was a police officer in Fredericton, New Brunswick for almost 10 years. And a good friend of mine uh, who was a world traveler, worked with, uh, <clears throat> worked with the, uh, the banking system in New Brunswick. He would travel the world and bring back artifacts, bring back cigars from Cuba, bring, you know, just one of those guys that that we rode Harleys together and this, I, I got to go back to, this is probably mid nineties. I was at his house one night and he had this box of cigars. I don't know what exact cigar it was from Cuba, but we sat in his garage after a bike ride and lit up a Cuban cigar and with a Balvenie or a Glenn Levitt. Can't tell you exactly what it was, but it was that I just had that awakening that this is amazing. This is awesome. And, I want to do this more. And yeah. so that was my first real experience where I had just an unbelievable taste combination and unbelievable. This is the coolest thing in the world. Smoking a cigar with, with a, you know, pairing with a, with a, with a whiskey scotch. And, and from there, I mean, I didn't really smoke a lot of cigars and it wasn't until I moved to the Turks and Caicos islands in, uh, in 2005, 2004, five, and you know, I'm in the Caribbean, I'm golfing, we're building a, a hotel marina property, we're entertaining customers and clients from all over the world flying in. And the second people got to the island, it's like, where can I get a cigar? Where can I get a cigar? And over a couple of years, you know, we would, there were some small shops that had cigars, but there really wasn't, there weren't premium cigars available in the Turks and Caicos at that time. So the developer I was working for, he said, listen, Go to the Dominican, bring back cigars. We need to have these available for our, our customers and clients. So actually, my first trip I did was to the Bahamas, uh, to Greycliff, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. just to, to experience that restaurant because we were building a restaurant and hotel. And the developer that I worked for wanted us to experience that. And, of course, if you go into the Greycliff at that time, and I'm dating back to 2000, probably six. Um they had a roller, one of like Castro's rollers were yeah. in the lobby at the Great Cliff Hotel. We went and had the whole dinner experience. And then then the guy comes after dinner with the the white jacket. And he's like, would you like a cigar? And I'm like, of course, yeah, let's have a cigar. And he's like, would you like it mild, medium, or full body? That's what they did. And I'm like, full body, please. And the guy rolled it literally right in front of us. <laughs> and then they, you know, he took the wooden matches out and roasted the the cigar to dry it, to dry the wrapper in front of us. And I just had this unbelievable experience. And then I remember going back to Turks and Caicos and saying, wow, if they can roll cigars in, in the Bahamas that are, and you know, Great Cliffs, you know, worldwide brand, I said, I can create a cigar in the Dominican for the Turks and Caicos islands. And actually that was my first cigar. I created a cigar back in 2007, which was called the Turk select. And I had it in most hotels in Turks and Caicos islands all the way through 2009 and then when the uh, the u.s economy crashed and the whole downturn back in late 08 early 09 uh i left turks and caicos after we opened our first real estate project and moved to the dominican with a new project and that's when i had in the back of my mind i had the vision for epic i already had a cigar which we were shipping from dominican to turks and caicos but i really wanted to brand something i could take internationally and and then that's you know when i started working on epic and it kind of you know, went from there. 2010, I, I launched Epic and, you know, little by little, we started with one shop, two shop, 
shops, Florida, New York, and then, you know, grew from there. And really yeah. the first show, the first major show I did was the IPCPR in 2014. So uh, it's been a process. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it all sort of started. And uh, it's been great. Lots of challenges, lots of ups and downs, but uh, blessed yeah. to still be in the game. And, and uh, we've grown more in the last year and a half than probably I've grown in, in 10 years. So, Oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. So one of the things that I, I love hearing about because um, I, I've considered it a, a, uh, an honor every time I got to go visit a cigar factory, some, some tiny little cigar factories and some, you know, massive factories where they're, you know, putting out hundreds of thousands of cigars a day, but well, maybe not a day, but maybe a week, but, but, you know, from large to small factories and everywhere in between. And I love the process of it. I love, you know, seeing everything from, you know, the way that they, uh, even on the farms, the way they grow the tobacco, the way they harvest the tobacco, curing, fermenting, everything. Um, and one of the cool things is seeing the way that people uh, build the relationships with with factories, with tobacco people, with blenders and things like that. So what when, when you knew that you were going to start this brand, how did you start to work the process of, of deciding who you wanted to work with? And who you wanted to to help you produce these cigars, and and because it's a it's a handmade product that carries, you know, in, in essence, it carries your name, it carries your 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 idea, and you want the people that that make it for you to be of the highest quality. So, how did you go about deciding who you wanted to work with on those projects? Well, if, if I go back to the to the Turks and Caicos cigar, I was actually on one of my second or third trip from Turks and Caicos to the Dominican and uh, met a guy at the hotel bar, literally just chatting. And uh, he was an American, American Dominican guy. His name was Eddie Fontana. Uh, he had a brand called Izarzuela Cigars. This is, like I said, going back to 2006 or seven. And um, he invited me. He said, what are you doing in town? We're, I'm just having beers at the hotel bar. And I told him what I was there for a couple of days, buy some cigars, do some factory tours at, you know, Lavora, uh, Davidoff. And he's like, why don't you come by my factory? And his factory was in the free, same free zone where Tabacalera von Eichen is, where Rolando uh, VML runs the, you know, the Christoph factory and now Epic and, and, and several other uh, brands. And so I went to his factory. We hit it off. We talked over probably six months to a year and I ended up making the first, the Turks and Caicos cigar, we made it there. And then when I moved to the Dominican in 2009, he was no longer in, in business. And I had met Rolando on several occasions. And so when I started the process for Epic or the concept and blends for Epic, I met with Rolando and obviously I knew he was already creating Christoph cigars and had a chance to, to meet. I had met Glenn, I think at that point, uh, one time or another. And uh, just, you know, started basically from the ground up and, and learning and moving forward. And, but, but on top of that, I living in the Dominican, I had a chance. I became actually great friends with Enrique Sejas, uh, uh, Ruben Gonzalez, uh, and of course, Jose Sejas. And they were on, they're on the, on the South coast in La Romana in that area. But we became friends. We had some same of the same interests in kiteboarding and surfing on, on the North coast where I was living in, in Cabarete. And, we all became friends, so it wasn't. I I was working with Rolando, but you know we'd be we'd be blending cigars on Saturdays was our blending day, and I would take bundles, and then I you know the next weekend I might be in La Romana with Ruben, and 
Enrique and Ricardo from the Seas family or Jose and we would smoke and I'd get their feedback and I had the opportunity to, to meet and spend time with, with Jose Blanco as well and Emma and get their feedback, you know, over the years on, on different blends. And so, so it was just, you know, living there is, is a whole different experience and you, everyone's open to support and help and input. And uh, it's just such a, such a great, a great opportunity for nine years to live in the Dominican and, and learn and learn from, you know, from all the amazing minds and the, the amazing people that are in tobacco there so yeah well and it's it, it's really cool to see you know because we've we've been fortunate to talk to so many people and this is such a relationship driven business but it's not just the business part of it it's the culture part of it too where you know like you you've already mentioned so many names this you know i mean the say the sejas name is is just synonymous with with great tobacco great cigars and and um jose blanco and i i mean it's it it's so great to be able to um you know get to know these people and and work together with them and uh even like you said just you know bouncing from one place to another bringing a bundle here a bundle there let somebody smoke a few of these smoke a few of those and you know to have the opportunity to uh like you said you you spent so much time there that um it's it's important to, to kind of you know uh ingratiate yourself in that culture and in 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 those places with those people all the time um what was what was the first one of the blends that carried the epic name the well the maduro and the corojo actually were both they they were, I blended those both at the same time and but they changed you know from 2010 i started with the you know the Maduro has the Arapiraca wrapper from from Brazil and at the, when originally it had a Dominican binder Dominican Nicaraguan fillers we ended up changing that binder to Cameroon later the uh, the Corojo obviously Corojo Ecuador wrapper Dominican binder Dominican Nicaraguan filler but we we changed the filler makeup over time and that was really on the suggestion from you know from one of my mentors that said you know Dean this is a great cigar but I think it it needs a little something different, and you know, at, at the end of the day, it's always it was always my decision to to change a cigar or not. But I, I mean, I took advice from from people that are, you know, know a lot more about tobacco than I do, and they probably will always know much more. And so it's it's just great to to get that support and and advice because they could have smoked it and said, "Hey, yeah, it's a great cigar," uh, but that's not how I think people in this business are. They will give you their honest opinions and as I will, you know, if guys ask me about uh, a certain blend or a certain cigar and, you know, it's, uh, and not every cigar is for everybody. I blend the cigars I make, I, I, I make, so I enjoy them and I hope that everyone else enjoys them as well. Um, of course, you know, later down the road, we came with the Epic Connecticut. We've got the San Andreas, the Habano, the Connecticut we blended because I think, as a, as a brand, as a premium cigar brand, you need to have a Connecticut cigar in your lineup. And that's kind of where that started. But the blend ended up being something that I love and that I, I smoke just about every day. But it's, you know, it's, uh, it's all about just, just creating cigars that you, that you enjoy and love. And, and you hope that, you know, that people also enjoy them. So, yeah. Well, and you're, you're totally right about the, the Connecticut thing because, um, you know, that's that's obviously something that a lot of newer cigar consumers enjoy, you know, finding something that 
you know, maybe isn't, isn't, doesn't necessarily have to be a super mild cigar, but more on the mild end of things. Uh, but still with a lot of flavor and, um, you know, for, even for guys like us, um, you know, Garrett and I both are kind of over the last, I don't know. Well, like we talked about before we went live smoking a lot more cigars right now during, during quarantine than we, than we have previously, you know? So, um, and I find myself reaching for a lot more Connecticut shade cigars over the last six months because, and I think part of that might be so that, so that my palate doesn't get fatigued because, you know, if you're smoking seven cigars a day, um, if all seven of those cigars are extremely full bodied with San Andreas or Broadleaf or something like that, you can really, your palate can be completely out of whack by the time you get to nine o'clock at night. So mixing in some cigars that kind of refresh your palate instead of fatigue your palate, I think it's a great thing. And, and it's, it's also great to, you know, for, like I said, the newer cigar consumers, they can have something that um, introduces them to your brand that still keeps them in a place where they, um, you know, they can, they can enjoy the flavor. They can ease into it. frozen a little bit i think yeah i wonder i think i think matt froze yeah he did yeah all right so while matt is uh um hopefully his connection comes back yeah um we'll just continue the conversation so we're at the cabin and um i could hear my dog just going nuts so I sent a, a text to my daughter and asked her to bring me the dog. So awesome. he would stop freaking out. Awesome. So, I can barely see him. What kind of dog is it? He is a Cavapoo. And uh, it's a Prince oh, Charles yeah. or King Charles Cavalier and Poodle Mix. There he is. Awesome. Hi. There he is. He's back. <laughs> That's normally me. I'm the one that disappears. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I have I have no idea what just happened, but in the three of us, the one that I thought would uh, be maybe locking up would be me. Yeah. <laughs> the irony. You got the you got the tin foil on the antennas up there, right? Yeah. That's keeping, right. Keeping the internet going. <laughs> Dean, I wanted to ask you about that that aha moment in cigars that you had, where you were like. I'm all in. I'm I'm into this culture. I'm I'm into, you know, um, and it maybe wasn't that one moment. Maybe it was a gradual progression for you. But can you speak to kind of going back to that origin of when you were like cigars is my shit? <laughs> it's 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 crazy. So so from 2009 when I moved to Dominican with the, with the, this new real estate group. Was a developer at Fort Lauderdale and had land in, in on the north coast of Dominican, so I I was basically full time into a, a you know a real estate project, but I was spending a couple times a month going to the factory in uh, in, in in Santiago, and the aha was probably when I googled Epic, the name Epic, 
and it was available because because more than creating a cigar, I wanted to create a brand that that I could market internationally and a name, you know, something that, you know, had some some substance, something that was marketable and and something that was, was you know, I, I envisioned as as a big deal. So the name was the first place I knew, you know, I knew I had people that could make me cigars and make me great cigars. But I wanted, you know, more than that. I wanted a name. How can I you know, what's going to make the cigar special? What's going to make us special? And so when Epic was available, when I bought the, the dot com in 2009, uh, that was that was a big aha. But but on top of that, when I filed for the uh, the trademark as it relates to cigars uh, in 2010, when I received that, which was actually almost 2012, when I received the, the trademark for Epic Cigars, that was that was when I really knew uh, that that I had something special because you know, having that intellectual property and being able to to move forward in the U.S. with that and 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 brand that around cigars, that was really the big the big moment when I knew I had something. And then to answer your question, that was the aha moment. The cigars and how the blends, you know, changed over a little bit of time. You know, that that's you ha- you're going to have those challenges as you grow and learn. Um, and now we've got really four strong core line cigars: the Maduro, Habano. Uh, Corojo and La Rubia, which is our Connecticut. And we've also got the Maduro Fuerte, which is a full-bodied version of our Maduro, which comes in a 10-count. And we've got the, the Project E, our San Andreas with the smokable band. So all those things came later, but the aha moment was really was, was, was securing the name and, and the brand and the dot-com. And if I can give anybody advice that's getting into this business, like those don't ever underestimate the value of what you need to do as you're getting started, because had I not secured what I did, you know, back when I did it, uh, Epic wouldn't exist. Yeah. Not for me anyway. Um, well, and, and, and that's, that's such a, such a true statement because we've heard from so many people that finding, I mean, finding a brand name is a mountain in and of itself, but finding, finding a, all these people who you know have new there are some massive companies as you know that have new cigars coming out two three four times a year and finding one of the things we hear all the time is it is almost impossible to find new cigar names now especially if you're going to use any any terminology in the spanish language good luck, yeah. Good yeah. luck finding it because it's that pretty much and and even a lot of companies either have predicate brands that haven't been on the shelf for a long time that they're just uh, keeping in their back pocket or they have, uh, or they have brand names trademarked in their back pocket that have never been on a shelf uh, that they still, you know, are just keeping, keeping under wraps just for a rainy day, rainy well, day. Well, and the thing is you have, you have to, you know, one of those conditions of, of a trademark is you have to show commerce. You have to show that right. product in commerce. So, it yeah. has to be on a sh- or it has to or had to have been on a shelf at some point in time in order for you to keep that trademark you know valid and active and and those are i mean you couldn't imagine what I went through over the years and what we still go through today with uh, dealing with you know trademark issues and and uh, challenges and and agreements and so those those are always difficult but we I've been blessed because I've had really good people in my corner uh and obviously now the biggest the biggest team in, in my corner is is you know Xander Greg Natsiko brands because they're they're controlling 
everything. And we're, we've got, you know, great attorneys, great trademark attorneys, and uh, we're, we're in a good place. So yeah. I don't have to worry about those things when, uh, you know, back in 2010, 12, 13, there's always those challenges that can put people out of business. And I've managed to have good people in my corner, even when I didn't have the financial support that I have, that we have now uh, with yeah. Epic. So, yeah. Well, and I, my day job is is at an intellectual property law firm, and so I didn't know that. So and I've, heard, I've, I've heard from multiple people, both on the legal end and the brand end, that say the day you get your first cease and desist letter in the mail is the day you know you're probably doing something right. Correct. You know. Correct. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> that goes back to exactly that question. Yeah, the Garrett asked that sort of aha moment. Uh, yeah. You know. I knew I had something with with the name, and we're still we're still growing and evolving the the epic brand and and all the time and and defining it. And but I'm excited that that every day, every week, every month, we're moving forward and doing exciting things. So, yeah. Um, I had uh, so one of our viewers, John uh, Lovell said that um, Mr. Parsons gave me a cigar and a T-shirt in 2015 at the Great Smoke. And he went on to say he took the time to talk to me, super nice guy. So, <clears throat> you know, you, uh, you take the time to meet with people and um, chat with people at events and stuff. It just shows your dedication and what the brand means to you. Um, can you talk a little bit about, you know, what meeting – um, you know, people and doing events has meant to you over the years? It's, it's, it's everything. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you when it was, but I, I remember the first time someone asked me to, to, you know, to sign a cigar box. I'm like, sign a cigar box. So like, <laughs> you, want my, you want my signature on a cigar box? I'm like, you know, completely humbled, completely blown away. And, you know, hundreds of, you know, signatures later, um, but it just, it means a lot because that's why we do this. That's, you know, if yep. I can, and it's, I'm, I'm, I don't con- consider myself any different than anybody else that's in this business trying to create a brand, but everything I do, I do with passion. I do with, with ethics and, and, and wherewithal and, and compassion. And, um, when people come up to me and they're like, wow, I smoked the cigar on this time, or we, we had a wedding party and we bought your cigars and it was awesome. And, you know, to me, I just, I'm, I get humbled every day. Like when I, when I see a post on Instagram, I mean, some, sometimes that'll turn like a shitty day into, you know, the best day ever. When I see someone get super creative and they're sharing and we always use, I use that hashtag epic moments, but, but that's what, you know, that's what the brand lends to the cigar community. To me, smoking cigars is epic. You know, it's about epic moments, epic lifestyle. And not just my cigars, but any cigar. And, and you know, I'm fortunate enough that that's the brand that we have. And we, cap, you know, we work to capitalize and to, to brand around that. But it is. It's smoking cigars. It's about sharing epic moments and, and friendships and lifestyle. And, and I, I'm humbled all the time. And I, I literally just, I can't get enough of that. I, I love to get out and talk to people and spend time and, tell them how I get started and you know you you get weekly I get emails and messages how do I get into the cigar business and I tell most people you don't want to get in the cigar business <laughs> because because it's just man we've had so many ups and downs over the years and a lot of heartache 
Um, but I'm, I'm glad I didn't give up because now it's just literally 10 years later and this year's our 10th anniversary. It's, it's happening now for the first time. Um, I feel like I can breathe a little bit and we've got more inventory than we've ever had. Our production is up. We're, we're, we're shipping across the U S and, and retailers are excited because we went through a time when Epic was growing, you know, back in 14, 15, 16, but I couldn't keep up with the demand. We were running out of products and I was selling and then buying and shipping from the factory. And it, it's just such a stressful time. Man. And I think anyone that's been in this business, I don't care who it is from Jonathan Drew to Pete Johnson, anyone, everyone's gone through that at some point in time until they've had those, those partners or resources to, to support them. And, uh, you know, a lot of times people don't talk about it, but it's, it's, it's real. And this business yeah. is not, it's not easy. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm blessed that I'm fortunate enough to, to still be here and uh, the best is yet to come for sure. Yeah. Well, that's, that brings up an interesting question that, um, we've, we've heard from a number of different people for different reasons, you know, starting to, um, work their way into shops in Europe and Asia, um, for whether it's, you know, because, you know, the FDA is, you know, it's a real thing and it's, it, it's cutting back in some cases, uh, maybe hindering some business in the States. Um, so, you know, has your brand uh, made any uh, efforts to get into those markets? And if so, how has that gone for you? Uh, well, we've, we've been actually really fortunate. So since 2015, we've been in Germany with the uh, Klein Lago family and uh, they've been in tobacco for over a hundred years. Uh, Martina and Klaus, who's a brother and sister, but they're their parents before them and their grandparents. Uh, I met Martina in, um, oh my God, New Orleans, uh, the IPCPR in 2015. And uh, she she brought Epic to, to Germany. And uh, we've been, it's been incredible, uh, the response we've had. I've been to Germany probably six or seven times since 2015. Uh, we've got hundreds of retailers. Um, so we've had amazing success. Uh, in 2016, we, uh, introduced Epic into Canada, which obviously being Canadian was, was a big step for me. And that happened through, uh, collaboration with Alec Bradley Canada. And that was with the blessing of Alan Rubin, but Joe and Justin Bondi who run Alec Bradley Canada, uh, we became good friends. We met at a couple shows and they brought Epic into Canada. So we've got a great retail net, retailer network up in Canada. And I get there, you know, at least twice a year. Um, and we were also through Germany. We're in Switzerland and um, Switzerland and Sweden. And we just recently uh, started with uh, Boutique Smokes in the UK with Mike Choi. Um, we're around his second second shipment to, uh, to the UK. And uh, it's been fantastic. So I'm really excited. Uh, yeah, that's that's good. It's because I mean, I I've heard from some people that don't, you know, that don't uh, pursue that, and I mean that's that's up to them. But to me, I I guess it just doesn't make sense why you wouldn't. So uh, I'm I'm really glad you guys have had, you know, success over there. Yeah, it's been awesome. I met Mike Mike Choi from Boutique Smokes in Germany last year at Inter uh, Inter Tobacco, and uh, we smoked together. But it was, you know, almost a year later uh, that he decided to bring uh, 
uh, bring our cigars in. So yeah, we're we're stoked, and the the response we've gotten, the so just the social media that's coming out of out of the UK. These guys are. I'm getting eight, ten guys posting cigars a day, and uh, it's it's crazy. So we we love the response uh, that we're getting from our our UK supporters, and obviously you know we we get big support. We've got some fantastic friends in Canada and obviously Germany as well. So yeah, it's, it's exciting. Yeah, that's good. Um, so we sort of talked about it a little bit, but like we said, one of the great things that we get to do in, in cigars is get together for events. That's one of the best things is being able to get together at events with people, um, whether they're small events or big events, like whether it's big smoke or, or IPCPR, things like that. And obviously, you know, things aren't happening right now when it comes to that. So um, what are you what what are you leveraging as far as technology and new ways of thinking to reach out right now during this weird time that we live in to your retail partners and your consumers? Yeah, well, the the biggest the biggest thing we're doing is uh, obviously weekly Zoom calls. And I do those with several groups that are that are we sponsor several zoom calls on a weekly basis um throughout the cigar community and and i jump on i'm doing instagram live obviously zoom uh do some facebook live um and that's that's really that's what changes everything i'll I'll jump into uh, a live facebook with a retailer that's doing running specials and you know talk to people for a few minutes and get some feedback and and that's it. We've gone, we've, you know, we've gone to a virtual world and, uh, it's, it's crazy, but you know what? It's, um, it's positive and people really, uh, the feedback we're getting is, is super positive. Uh, people are obviously smoking more, I think now than they ever have, uh, yeah. from home and, and, you know, and, and, you know, what I stress is just, you know, get to your brick and mortar shops, support them as you know, we talked about earlier, even if, if it's curbside, go there, pick up, pick up products, you know, find out. And if you don't have a brick and mortar in your area, then, you know, reach out to us at Epic or Natsiko Cigars. We'll, we'll connect you with one of our online retailers. And, you know, it's all about making sure we continue to connect with our consumers at the end of the day. And, uh, um, and there's no better platform than, you know, social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, Zoom, and like we are tonight. So it's, it's, uh, that's that's what it's become, and I think I, I don't think this is going to go away. Even even maybe post COVID, whenever that happens, I think we're going to continue to to utilize you know these tools that we have now, and that uh, because it gives people a chance. Just I, I get on the dojo, you know, the dojo yeah. uh, protocol lounge. I mean, I jump on there two or three times a week and connect with guys that I've never met and and help them you know find my cigars and and even jump on other Zoom calls where there's other manufacturers just to say hi and, and support each other. I think right yeah. now it's, it's about supporting not just your own brands, but supporting the industry as a whole. And yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, know. I agree with that. It's, you know, the culture of cigars, you know, that, that surrounds all of it, regardless of whose brand it is. Um, you know, in this, in this time where we can't do the norm, which is go to the shops, buy some cigars, sit down and talk with our friends, go to the big events and stuff like that. Um, Still, for us to be able to get together like this, we have a local Minnesota Facebook cigar group, Minnesota Herf Connection. You know, we have we have semi semi regular calls, you know, on Zoom where we get together and 
uh, smoke cigars and talk shit. And it's, you know, you have to do that. I, I mean, because uh, getting out there and still staying involved in the cigar culture and, and just talking to each other, uh, you never know who's going through what. Somebody's going to have a job lost. Somebody's going to have a, a new job gained, new kids, you know, kids graduating, you know, just doing life. And yeah. if you can't do that in person, face-to-face at the shop, we got to do it somewhere or another because yeah. I don't know about you, but I'll go crazy otherwise. Yeah. Listen, we all – people are and, – and especially in this industry, you know, you can call cigars whatever you want. I mean, meditation or the, those times when you're just – most times when I'm smoking a cigar, I'm smoking with somebody. It's not often that I just get up and light a cigar first thing in the morning. I'm usually in the gym or doing something. But but when I smoke a cigar, I love to have conversation with someone and talk about the cigar. And, and I still smoke across the board. Anytime I go into a shop, and I still venture out to a few shops here in, in my local area, and I'll buy stuff I haven't smoked, I'll smoke it. And that gives me, you know, ideas for, you know, what's going to be next. Obviously, with Epic, we've got seven, you know, seven or sorry, six different cigars in our core line or four in our core line, two in our, our limiteds. Uh, and in Natsiko, we've got five, sorry, four different premium cigars. And it's just, you know, I'm always smoking those cigars plus other brands that uh, yeah. just, you know, to, to keep keep my palate fresh, to understand what's what's out there and uh and to learn more and, and you know, as I said, see what's, you know, ideas for the next, what's going to be the next cigar. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that actually leads into my next uh, thing that I wanted you to um, just give us a brief uh, rundown for our viewers and our listeners. Give us a brief rundown of of the, the core lines uh, from Epic um, and uh, l- let us know what, you know, what a smoker can expect from each one of those lines. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, the Maduro, Maduro and Corojo, the Maduro, uh, which I'm still smoking, I'm almost just about done here. It's got the uh, Aripiraca, uh, Brazilian wrapper, Cameroon binder, Dominican Nicaraguan filler. This is my, my, you know, one of my go-tos. Obviously, they all are, but this is a cigar that I normally smoke with a rum or with a red wine. Uh, tonight, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm smoking it with a bourbon. Uh, it, it just works. It's got a lot of earthy uh, coffee, sort of chocolatey flavors. If you want to, you know, if people are looking for certain things, um, it's not a full body Maduro. This is a Maduro that even a, a new cigar smoker could smoke and have a good experience. It's a medium body for me. Some people call it medium full, but for me, it's a medium cigar. Uh, the Corojo, which is the, uh, one of our other core lines, has a Corojo Ecuador wrapper, Dominican binder, Dominican Nicaraguan fillers. The Corojo's got a lot of pepper, spice, is is 100% my go-to with a single malt or with a tequila. I, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm pairing the Corojo now, and I don't know when that happened, probably a year or two ago, that I just, with a nice sipping tequila, I really enjoy the Corojo with. Um, then the Habano, which came later, the Habano's got the Habano Ecuador wrapper. It's got the Cameroon binder that we use that, that you're smoking. Yep. Um, and then it's got Dominican Nicaraguan fillers. That's a, that's a cigar that I can go, I can go to a beer. I can go to a wine, like a white wine, or I can go to a whiskey or bourbon. That's sort of, that's a cigar I can go any, any sort of pairing, uh, when I'm smoking it. Um, and that's more medium as well. The Corojo in our core line is, is 
has the most strength. It has the most Lijero, the most Dominican Lijero in the filler. So that's of our four core lines, Maduro, Corojo, Habano, and Connecticut, La Rubia. The Corojo is, is the, it's got the most Lijero. So it's, it's got the most, you know, nicotine or the most, the strongest of the four cigars. And then yep. the, the Epic Connecticut, which is called La Rubia, has the Connecticut Ecuador wrapper. It has a Cameroon binder. Uh, sorry, it has a San Andreas binder, Mexican San Andreas binder right there, and uh, Dominican Nicaraguan fillers. And that's a cigar that I usually go with. I'll pair it with a, a nice beer or a single malt uh, whiskey. It, it's a cigar. What's, what's unique is that cigar is medium. It can be even, some people say it's medium plus. For me, it's a medium, but that's a cigar I can smoke in the morning, and I can smoke Corojos all day, and I can smoke that La Rubia at night, and I still get a lot of flavor and taste from it uh, at the end of the night with the single malt. So it's and and that I think has a lot to do with the you know the San Andreas in the binder yeah. uh, with that cigar, and then so those are the core lines, and then we go to the Epic Maduro Fuerte, which is the same Maduro blend, which has a little more Dominican Lijero. And but the binder's the same. The binder's Cameroon. The wrapper's Adipiraca from Brazil. But it's a full-bodied version of our Maduro. And then the the Project E, which is our San Andreas offering, has the uh, Mexican San Andreas wrapper. It has Indonesian Sumatra binder and Dominican Nicaraguan fillers, which is a medium stick. But the the Project E is probably the most sought-after cigar that I make, and um, it's got the E, the smokable band. And uh, it's probably the most complex cigar, the cigar that changes the most throughout the, you know, the smoking of that cigar. It really, it's just, it's medium, it's a solid medium, but it's just got a lot of complex flavors. And that cigar is one that we're, we're really proud of and that, that when people smoke it, they, they, they literally buy it by the box. I mean, yeah. the Maduro, I think, is that way as well. And depending on who you are, you know, depending on your palate and what you like, uh, but the, the Project E has been a really special cigar, and that was sort of the last cigar we launched prior to, uh, you know, all the FDA things that started to happen. So Yeah. Well, and it's so it's so cool having a I mean, there there is there's an extra cool factor having that 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 uh, that E in tobacco right there on the band that you can just smoke right through it. It's I mean, mm-hmm. you know, so, some people would, uh, you know, have. I just think it's badass, you know, having that <laughs> smoke of that cigar. And, um, because I, I did, I did get to have one of those cigars, um, uh, sometime last year. And it's just, there's just something cool about that. And there are other cigars out there that have similar things like that, but there's a, there's an extra badass factor to smoking a cigar that, that right off the bat, it, it tastes really, really good. But then just getting down there and, you know, realizing, hey, I don't have to take the band off. I'm just going to smoke right through it, and it's, it, it's. There's just something fun about that that makes well, it an interesting experience. You know. Well, what's what's unique, and I always, whenever I'm I'm talking about that cigar, uh, I always because the re and that wasn't the intention of that cigar. You know, I worked on the blend for for probably six or seven months, but it was leading up to all these FDA. Uh, filing requirements and restrictions and so we had to launch that cigar at the IPCPR and we didn't have time to make a label and uh, Mick Grant who uh, Mick's based in uh, he's ex-military based in uh, 
in uh, South Jersey, uh, was at the time my sales manager. And he came up with the whole concept for that cigar to, to create, to cut an E from tobacco and lay it on the cigar. And, and he did the first ones by hand. He designed the cutting tool. And it, it's just, you know, it's, it's been awesome and uh, well-received and super unique and something different. So uh, we did, actually, I did that uh, last year for the Super Bowl here in Miami. We did, uh, I think I did two boxes in total with that E in gold, actually done in gold leaf that uh, Mick created for us. And we gave them away at the Super Bowl, uh, the Cigars with the Stars event with Mike Dick and Ron Jaworski. And we gave those away to uh, Hall of Fame uh, players uh, yeah. at, the, at the Super Bowl event. And we had the same E, but it was, it was done in gold leaf. And uh, it was super exciting. And it was a one and done scenario but really well received by the guys and they thought yeah. it was pretty special and it was it was pretty cool to uh, to do that so that's awesome i love that yeah. so you know one of the things we talked another thing we talked about before the show is you know us as garrett and i as cigar nerds you know uh, most of the people that watch and listen to the show uh as as cigar nerds you know we uh uh we fawn over the things that are new even though cigars you know um even though the core lines are also fantastic so can you give uh can you give us an idea uh what are you guys having new and special on the horizon? Um well we've I've put it out there <laughs> some sneak peeks uh some pictures over the last uh month or month and a half but uh mm-hmm. last October well it's a, it's a project that started at the IPCPR in, uh, last year in 2019 um with uh, AJ Fernandez and Arthur Barbarian who's the uh from Nat Seco Cigars, Xander Gregg, uh, met with AJ. And in October, we started working on blends, October of last year, uh, with AJ. And uh, so we're launching the Epic 10 uh, in September, the end of September this year. And it's a 10-count box. It's a 54 by 6 uh, Cameroon wrapper, Nicaraguan binder filler, uh, and it's limited to a thousand boxes, ten thousand cigars, and those are launching at the end of September. All numbered boxes, certificates inside. So super excited. I mean, that's that's a bucket list thing, you know, to to work with AJ. Unfortunately, I didn't get down there to to spend any time with AJ before we launched the cigar um, in the U.S. Obviously, because of what's going on in the world. Yeah. Uh, but we had planned sort of a, a tour to Nicaragua as well. That didn't happen. Uh, but we're excited about that. AJ and his team have put together an unbelievable product. And this is it's a medium to full cigar. And uh, it's a one and done uh, scenario. Uh, as I said, box press 54 by 6, 10 count. Beautiful presentation. So you're going to see that at the end of September and early October. So we're excited to to, to work with, with AJ and, and his team. It's, uh, yeah, That's a nice milestone for us. Well, and that's, and, you know, kudos and congratulations because, uh, you know, making, uh, you know, making that kind of a, um, you know, re- reaching that kind of a, a milestone is, is, is incredible. And, um, it, you know, if it's, if it's something that AJ is working on for you, that it's definitely a good hands with him and his people. So that's a, that's a great thing. Yeah. And, and we've, we've had, we had a lot of input on, on the cigar, uh, from, as I said, from October, and so it's it's I I'm, I'm excited to work with with uh, more tobaccos. Obviously, in, in Nicaragua, uh, all the Natsiko brands are produced at the Omar Ortiz factory in Nicaragua. 
So we're going to be spending more time there as things open up and we get to get to travel and uh, get sort of boots on the ground in Nicaragua, hopefully later this year, early next year. And uh, we've got a few more things in the works from our factory in the Dominican as well. And uh, more things coming. We've got a, a 55th anniversary uh, for Natsiko coming out this year as well. Um, that's going to be launched in September, October, and that's going to be exciting as well. So that's awesome. It's uh, yeah, and we're we're also hopeful that things open up and um, you know, we can get um, get to Nicaragua, get to Dominican, uh, just to because again, being in those places, it's there's just something. There, it, it's, it goes beyond just the, the knowledge that we gain when we get to go to those factories and those farms. It, there's just something uh, something that just gives us a deeper appreciation for, for these products that we love so much. So we're, we're hopeful and grateful that those things are going to be opening, opening up again soon so we can get back to those places that we like so much. Absolutely. So... Um, I normally ask this question as like a desert island cigar, but I'll more ask it as far as, you know, what is out of the, um, the net Seco lines and the Epic lines. What are the, what's the cigar that you find yourself, you know, from your own lines reaching for more than any other that you just, that you just say, I just can't, I, I can't not smoke this right now because it's so it's, it's just the one that's in my wheelhouse right now. <laughs> normally, and, and uh, yeah, I, I guess you get asked that quite a bit. But for, for me, uh, in our Epic lines, it's the, uh, the Lanceros. In the Maduro, the Corojo, which I, ju- I just lit up, and the Garrett, Habano. Garrett, Garrett loves this answer. Yeah. Garrett is a big Lancero. We're, so. we're, I, am, I am a Lancero day and night, 24-7. If I can only have one cigar, it's a Lancero. And it doesn't... Not just in my cigars, but in, in anyone's yes. cigars. I'm a Lancero guy, uh, yes. and and uh, we we actually so in, in the Maduro, Habano, and Corojo we do a Lancero, and in the uh, Habano we do a Corona Extra, which is the size that I, I I made for myself when we launched that 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 blend. Um, I think it was back in 2015, 15 or 16, and it's a 46 by five and a half. So. Oh. Besides the Lanceros, that's my my second best go to. But if I could only smoke one, it would be the you know the Maduro, Corojo, or or uh, Habano and the Lancero. Yeah, it's just that's that's and people that don't smoke Lanceros are missing out. And listen, and if I'm on, if, yeah, and if listen, if I'm on the golf course, which I golf a fair amount here in Florida when I have the opportunity, and if I'm on the golf course, I'll bring a you know a double Corona or even a Gordo. And because you're, you know, you're, you're dropping it in the grass, you're laying it down on the green, you're yep. putting, you're doing all those things. Um, but if, when I'm at home, when I'm in an, or in a lounge, I'm smoking a Lancero 10 to one any, any day of the week. So, yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, going back to, and I have yet to have an Epic Lancero and now I'm super excited. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've got to tell Garrett to wipe the drool off his chin. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, but the, the Christoph, so not everybody makes a great Lancero, but that Christoph Sumatra Lancero mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is probably one of my favorite Lanceros out there. I've smoked it. It's an awesome, awesome cigar. Yeah. There's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing from, from Christoph that I haven't smoked, and kudos to Glenn. Uh, but you know what? I, what, I love about, uh, what, I, what I love about this business or 
the industry is that, um, you know, we're produced, obviously Epic and, and Christoph are produced in the same factory, but our cigars, there's not one of our cigars that are even similar. Mm-hmm. And so my, my palate to Glenn's, it's just, we're looking for different things. And, yeah. and I know if Glenn was on the show right now, he'd, he'd probably say, wow, I love Dean's, you know, Lancero Maduro or whatever, but he, he smoked all my stuff over the years as well. And Jared as well. So it's, that's, what's amazing about this industry is that, you know, we all have access to great tobaccos. It's just how you blend them differently and yeah. what you, what you choose to move forward with as opposed to someone else. And, uh, that's, that's, what's exciting. So it makes it a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. So let's move into, um, let me pull up my artwork here. Let's move into this week's uh, smokabulary word. And as always, smokabulary is brought to us by AJ Fernandez. Born and raised in Cuba, AJ Fernandez now produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua. The day-to-day operations at Tabacalera AJ Fernandez are managed under the watchful eye of Mr. Fernandez himself in order to ensure superior quality. The AJ Fernandez portfolio of premium cigars provides blend strength and flavor profiles to match the preferences of any premium cigar consumer, whether it's New World, Dias de Gloria, San Latino, Enclave, or Bayas Artes, you are sure to be satisfied with a premium cigar from A.J. Fernandez. So, guys, this week's smokabulary word, actually, this week's word isn't a word, it's a letter, but it fits in nicely with the smokabulary thing we've been doing. And this week's smokabulary is A. See, Garrett, Garrett knew before I even said it. You don't know me. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So I'll throw this to Garrett and then to Dean. So when I, when talking about cigars, when I just say a, what does that mean? A coffin. A coffin. Not, not always, but when I think of an a, I think of, you know, a large, uh, I don't know the exact is it would be considered to be an a, but, it's a it's a long, large cigar, and the good ones are typically in coffins. Nailed it. Exactly right. Yeah. So that's uh, I just I was looking around for a vocabulary word for this week, and that one just stood out to me. That you know it because <laughs> because I've in my whole life I've maybe smoked five or six A's because mm-hmm. I usually don't go in for a two and a half hour smoking experience. Yeah. But every once in a while, you just know that you're going to have that perfect night where you're you're gonna you're not going to have to fight mosquitoes for all that time, and you you can just sit back and 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 enjoy a cigar. That's um, I mean, because typically we're talking about a nine inch long cigar, yeah, or an A, and, yeah. and you know you find something in, especially if you find a one of those highly sought after uh, A's in it that's in a coffin. Um, I mean, there's just something fun about, you know, um, every once in a while, just, you know, you, you feel like a, you, you feel like the Monopoly guy, you know, just. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, you see with Jordan, right? Michael Jordan, you see the, yeah. his like go-to. And it's, it's funny that you brought this up because on Friday night this week, and I've rarely been out through COVID, um, but a friend of mine who's a developer here in, in Miami invited me to his home on Friday night this week and he had a Cohiba a box of Cohibas 
listen, I'm not overly educated when it comes to Cuban cigars and what's what, but he had a box of a Cohiba, a Monte Cristo. So I he brought this box out. I've, he's bought cigars from me. He smoked my cigars. We met on the beach four or five months ago uh, on the boat during COVID. I gave him an Epic Maduro. He was blown away. So, you know, fast forward two months later, he invites me to his home and he takes this box of, of um, uh, actually it was a Monte, Cuban Monte Cristo A's and he yeah. lays it on the, on the table in his backyard on Friday night and says, I want you to smoke this. This is one of my favorite cigars. Wow! <laughs> and so I Googled, I, I took some pictures and I Googled the cigar and it was like $120 US yeah. Cuban cigar. Yeah. And it was unbelievable. It was like fantastic. Yeah. Really, 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 really good. Like, I mean, he's, he's ordering, obviously he said, Dean, it takes me a month or so to get these cigars here. Um, and it was just an awesome experience. So it was super cool. And, uh, yeah, it's, that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Know? And, yeah. and, you know, for, for the, the people who watch and listen, you know, it, every, every once in a while you have to just, um, you have to just change things up drastically. So, you know, find a, find a shop someplace, you know, that has one of those big honking cigars and find the time and just set it aside. And where, you know, you, you grab a good book or you binge watch something and just sit there and enjoy that cigar with, uh, you know, what, whatever your favorite drink is. And, um, it, it, uh, it, a cigar that long kind of forces you into this place where you have to pay attention, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, 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 it's kind of fun sometimes just to pull out one of those big cigars. Cause I, it, I've got a lot of cigars in my humidor, but there's probably only four cigars that size in there just cause it's not, you know, like I said, it's not a size I reach for, um, mm-hmm. very often, but every once in a while it's, it it's fun just to, uh, to mix it up. So, uh, so, guys, that is this week's smokabulary word or smokabulary letter. I love it. I love it. Today's letter brought to you by. Yeah. <laughs> brought to you by the letter A. Brought to you by the, by the letter A. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, Garrett, is it time? It's time. I think. Oh, hold on. I got to try this because I don't know if this is going to work, but I just. Uh, I want to try this. So, all right. It is time for this week's. Numero de los muertos. Yes. <laughs> I have no idea if that's even going to play on the on the show or not. I just had to do it. Numero de los muertos is brought to you by Oveja Negra Brands. They bring you premium smoking experiences forged from tobacco time and talent comprised of Black Label Trading Company, Black, Black Work Studio, Dissident and Emilio Oveja Negra Brands provide smokers uncompromising blends renowned for their flavor and lasting impression. Oveja Negra, where art and tobacco collide. Join the flock. Visit OvejaNegraCigars.com to learn more. All right, guys. This week. So a thing my wife and I like to do is listen to Crime Junkies. And that's kind of your first clue. So if you don't know about Crime Junkies podcast, 
you should check it out. It's fantastic. Um, and that's where I get this number of 2,500 a year in the U S um, 2,500 people a year die as a result of this. All right. 2,500 a year in the U S all right. As always viewers, if you have guesses, leave them in the comments. Uh, Dean, we're going to play 20 questions here. We got to figure out what kills 2,500 people a year in the U S and we already got a little hint from the crime junkies podcast. So it's got something to do with criminal activity. I'm guessing. I have no, I, 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 don't even, I have no idea. Um, yeah. All right. Auto theft. I'm just going to say auto theft. They're stealing a car and they die. I don't know. But it's, <laughs> I know it's not that, but. <laughs> it is not that. <laughs> um, it is not. Um, it is not purse snatchers. It is not breaking and entering. Um, How about they shoot themselves? their own gun it is not suicide okay um i was thinking more along the lines of by accident but yeah accidental accidental. i know i know suicides is probably much higher much higher yeah Yeah. uh, accidental is it is it firearms related not necessarily okay but could be are the are the 2500 deaths um, well, I don't even know how, are they, are, are they law enforcement? Ooh, that's a good one. It is not law enforcement. Okay. 74% of that 2,500 and our math whizzes can figure that out is uh women. 74% are women. Mm-hmm. John, high-speed chase. Not high-speed chase. All right. Um, 74% are women. Um, Is it... Is it domestic violence? It is. Are you serious? Yep. It is uh, partners, most of them uh, marriage, but uh, yep. So yep. it is wives and husbands or girlfriends, boyfriends, uh, but women fall victim. Fall uh, victim to uh, domestic violence. Yep. 20. You know what? And, and you know, I know we mentioned this earlier and, and having served for 10 years uh, with the police in, in Canada, actually even longer because I, when I was in college, I, volunteer with the the auxiliary program which was a full uniform program you couldn't carry a gun but um but those and 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 i'm obviously a big supporter with the smoke and shields uh uh, group in in new york new jersey maryland Uh, they're a u.s wide group now i I did cigars for the new york and maryland group a few years ago but um having policed and those for anybody listening those are the most dangerous situations 
as a police officer that you can go into. It's not, uh, it's, there's no other more dangerous situation than getting a call to domestic violence because what happens as a police officer when you go to these, these calls, you get a scenario where the husband has beat up the wife or the wife has beat up the husband or you, it doesn't matter. But whenever you go there and you are about to arrest somebody, the other spouse a lot of times turns on the police and police mm-hmm. also fall victim to those domestic violence calls because they're just, it's so dangerous because of obviously all the emotion yep. I'm going in, arresting the husband and you're getting him almost to the car. And then the wife changes her mind or vice versa. And it's, it's really, those are, you ask any police officer that's been in the business for any amount of time. Those are the worst calls. And I've, I've actually lost uh, some friends over the years uh, yeah. to domestic violence calls officers that I worked with uh, personally and, uh, and even recently as a, a few years ago. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's unfortunate. And uh, it's, uh, it's great education, I think, for, for people to, to be aware and to know about that. So Absolutely. And, and rarely do we kind of get too deep into any of these issues or – let it really get too dark. But I did want to take this time and I'm glad you kind of took um, that piece of it, Dean, and and talked about that. Um, How, you know, how terrible an issue of domestic violence is. And, um, you know, just to, you know, bring more awareness to it that if you've got stuff going on, you know, get some help, talk to somebody, you know, on either side. Um, There's people, there's people and places to, to call and, and get help if you're a victim or if, you know, you know that you are more angry than you should be more often, get some help. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of this stuff starts is not just, it starts as, as mental, you know, not, not necessarily just physical abuse, but, but mental abuse and, yeah. and stress. And there's a long list of things that lead up to, you know, to those scenarios where, uh, uh, you know, we lose the loss of life scenario. So it's, uh, yeah, it's always, uh, I think, important for all of us to to uh, keep our eyes and ears open, friends, family situations, because, yeah, it's, uh, it's around us every day. And, uh, yeah, we don't want to lose people. 2,500 a year just in the U.S. Wow. You know, and that's a, that's a sad number. Well, and that's that's just that's just the the ones that end the most tragically in death i mean the the the, the amount of call, i mean i have um i i'm fortunate i have i have cops living on both sides of me and they they've both told me they they work in different uh districts but they've both told me that somewhere between depending on the depending on the week um at least 6 out of 10 calls is some kind of a domestic issue yeah so well, and and they and I mean we I think we talked about it guys before we jumped on the call, you know even teenage suicide is at an all time high right now, yep. uh, since COVID and you know people are stressed people are at home people are uh, in close quarters and there's a lot of people are losing their jobs there's a lot of stuff going on and uh, you know I think as as a cigar community, you know whatever we can do whether it's that to sit with someone have a cigar or to pay attention to a friend or a colleague mm-hmm. or anyone that you, you know, you might, you might think that they're having difficulties. You know, I think we always have to be aware of that. It's, uh, 
uh, it's a good thing to make sure where they're supporting each other. So, yeah. Yeah. And don't be afraid to, um, you know, to reach out and don't be afraid to, you know, um, call out your brother or sister, you know, and, uh, extend a hand, uh, of love. Don't be afraid. Just do it. If you yeah. see that there's a problem, reach out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's a good, I, I mean, Garrett's right. Numero de los muertos is usually a little more tongue in cheek, kind of funny, but you know, this one's, uh, you know, you know, it's, I think it's also important from time to time to, uh, you know, uh, you know, bring up some of the ones that are maybe a little heavier because it's a strange time we live in right now. And if you guys need to talk to somebody, you know, find somebody to talk to, uh, get out of the house, walk around the block, have a cigar, you know, drive around the block a couple miles, calm yourself down and talk to somebody. Just, uh, you know, don't, don't let it go to where it doesn't need to go. All right. So, uh, Dean, couple lightning round questions, non-cigar related lightning round questions. First one is, if you could choose to hear the thoughts of one living person for 10 minutes, who would it be and why? Oh, man. Hard-hitting questions, Dean. Elon Musk, because the guy's just brilliant. And I've seen so many... Uh, podcasts from Joe Rogan to a long list of people, but he he's a pretty uh, interesting guy, and I, I know some I know some people connected to him that I've met over the years through my uh, extreme through kiteboarding and stuff that know him well. But I would love to, yeah, I would love to pick his brain, sit and pick his brain for for an hour or even a half an hour. Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah. I think I, I don't think it was last week, but I think it's been within the last couple of weeks. Somebody else gave that same answer. Yeah. Um, definitely an interesting guy. Um, all right. So next question. If you were about to get into a fight, what soundtrack music would come on? <laughs> I think, I think that's gotta be one across the board. It's got, it's gotta be Rocky, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, it it's gotta be Rocky. Yeah. The most popular answer. By far. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, Choose one of the following. You could hit a home run as a starting pitcher. You could score a touchdown as a defensive lineman. You could score a hockey goal as the goalie, or you could score a soccer goal as the goalie. Soccer goal as the goalie. Yeah. Just because soccer is just, I'm not a big, I played soccer. And listen, I played hockey at a high level in Canada for a lot of years. Uh, uh, but soccer is just uh, is the ultimate. It's the ultimate. The celebration in soccer and to kick a goal as a goaltender in soccer, I think would be would be no pun intended, epic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pun intended, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, kind of back to cigars, but um, what's the number one piece of advice that you find yourself giving to brand new? premium cigar consumers, somebody who's just starting to get into premium cigars. A consumer? Yeah. Consumer, right? A consumer is smoke a lot of different cigars. Like, don't smoke just what you've tried and you like, if anything. Because I was one of those guys back in the day. I was like, you know, 
back in the 2000s, early, even before I got into my own cigars and doing stuff, like I would smoke, you know, maybe the Camacho Triple Maduro or I would smoke the, the, uh, the Padron 26 or 64. There's so many great cigars out there. And just, just add, add something new to your portfolio. Every, if you're a big hardcore guy, add something different every week. Or if you're not, add something different every month. And, and on top of that, and it's something I want to touch on too, is, is it only takes, you get two or three guys in a shop that have maybe met me or they've smoked a Maduro or the Epic Corojo or Habano or something. It only takes two or three guys in a shop really to carry a brand because they tell a couple friends and buy a few and share some sticks. And, and as the cigar industry as a whole, there's, there's room for all of us. And there's so many great cigars in the market. Don't limit yourself by just smoking one brand all the time. Um, You know, get out there, experience different things and, and you're going to have stuff that you don't like and that you're going to put down. And sometimes the best cigar is the one that you, you lit up and it's just not working for you. It might be because of what you had to eat. It might be because of what you're drinking. Lay it down and light something else up. And, and yeah, that's, that's uh, the advice I would give for sure. Yeah, and it's great advice. Absolutely. you got to branch out, be willing to try new things. Um, all right, so, uh, Dean, each week Garrett and I pick out one notable smokable. Um, this is something that we've smoked over the past week or so that was interesting to us. It could be something brand new to the market or it could be something that's been on the market forever that we, that we just smoked again for the first time in many years. Um, my notable smokable this week, uh, is a Tatuaje cigar that's actually, uh, they make it specifically for Holtz cigars. Uh, and it's, it's the HCS Maduro. It's a box press, uh, cigar, uh, that, like I said, they make just for Holtz and, um, they had, uh, they had a nice, uh, deal recently. So I picked up a box of those. Uh, it's the first time I've had the Maduro. Actually, I had the natural um, a few years ago, a friend gifted one to me, uh, and I, I saw the, uh, there was a, a little bit of a deal on boxes of the Maduro. So I said, yeah, let's try it. So I picked up a box, uh, and smoked one, uh, just, uh, a few days ago. And I mean, it's, it's really good cigar I made it to my father factory, obviously. Uh, so I, I enjoyed it very much, uh, tons and tons of spice, powerful, uh, but lots of flavor and stuff like that too. So. Um, Dean, like you said, you smoke, you know, stuff from time to time outside of your own, uh, cigar family. So is there something recently you've smoked that, that kind of piqued your interest? Uh, I, uh, and something that, that stands out. I did, um, and it's been in my humidor for a while. I've got probably, I would say in my humidor here at home, I've probably got a hundred plus cigars that I've gotten over the years, you know, at IPCPR, inter-tobacco. The you know great smoke, big smoke scenarios from from friends of mine that are obviously in the business. But um, the Amazon Basin, uh, Rick Rodriguez gave me a couple, and it's been one. It's been they've been sitting in my humidor for a while. I smoked them and it was absolutely outstanding. Um, I smoked the Protocol Blue from you know Juan and Kevin and those guys. Uh, that's in their whole lineup. That's still my favorite cigar, and yeah. <laughs> I tell them that. Um, Recently, I smoked uh, Salon Cigars um, from Nicaragua, and they've got some exciting things coming. So, so, so there's, yeah, I, I uh, smoke a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. And, and actually, from, from our Nat Seco line, you know, that's, that's the family, but 
Uh, the Casino Real from Nat Seco is an unbelievable stick. That's uh, one of my favorites as well. Uh, more nice. recently, that that I that I smoke a lot. So nice, yeah. uh, Garrett. Was something come to mind that you had this week? Yeah, La Polina Red Label. Oh, I haven't had one of those in a while. I remember liking that cigar. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, like you, I hadn't had one in a while. And when I was packing up for this trip, you know, I packed a lot of cigars that I, I hadn't had. And of all of the cigars that I've had so far on this trip, that one um, had some age on it, and it was dynamite. Yeah. Super good. And it's interesting. One of the things I remember about that cigar is um, – because I'm typically, uh, you know, ring gauge wise, I, I'm like 46 to 52. Um, I'll I'll smoke some 60s from time to time, um, but that La Polina Red Label in the 60 ring gauge is is that's actually one of the rare cigars where I actually I like the 60. Something about that blend in the 60 ring gauge works really well. <laughs> you and, know, you know, you know what's cool. You, I'm glad you mentioned that because. Um, and I don't mean to cut you off, but in the in the Epic La Rubia, we do three sizes. We do a um, a Churchill, we do a Robusto, and we do a Short Gordo, which is a sixty by four. And the Short Gordo is the number one selling size, and it brings the most flavor. Yeah, and it, it shouldn't, but it yeah. does, <laughs> and yeah. it's, it's it's awesome. And that's why I like I like trying when, whenever possible to try the all the different sizes in a certain blend because mm-hmm. you know the, not that there's anything wrong with the the toro size of the la polina red label it's a very good cigar but there's something about that one in a 60 ring gauge that just works better i think yeah. uh in that 60 ring gauge um and and there have been a few others um you know but yeah that la polina red label that's very cool I'll have you try that. That's, one. You know, that's a good um, point too to our viewers and listeners to uh, try all the different vitolas. There's only a few different companies that, no matter what vitola you're smoking, it's basically all the same cigar. Like the Hemingway series comes to mind, where you smoke one size versus you know another size. It's going to be the the same cigar. It's just about time and what you want to experience, but that's not typical for the different Vitolas or different sizes for cigars is. So if you like a particular cigar, you like that blend, try it in a different size. It might be even better or, you know, so. Yeah. Um, So a couple things uh, that I want to get to before we close out the night. One is we're going to have, we're going to, have a giveaway for a couple of our commenters on the video tonight. So whether you're commenting on Facebook or commenting on YouTube, um, we're going to have some, uh, something nice to give away to you guys uh, to two of you guys. So Dean, just uh, give them a quick little idea of what, what they can expect. Yeah. What we're going to do is we're going to give away two samplers. One's going to be the Epic uh, core line sampler, uh, Maduro, Corojo, Habano, and La Rubia. And the other sampler we're going to give away is from our Nat Seco line from Nicaragua, which is going to be uh, the Nat Seco uh, 1965 Anniversario, which was uh, number 18, 2018, uh, top 25 cigar aficionado. We're going to give away the Nat Seco Casino Real, uh, the Nat Seco Elephant Ears, and the Nat Seco HHB uh, Gold, and which is a Havana wrapper. So 
two samplers, one Epic, one Nat Seco. We're gonna, I'm gonna send them up to you guys, and you get them out to uh, the uh, the lucky winners. So awesome. we, we appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. So for for you watching and listening, and we want to give a chance, just like we did last week. Anybody who's watching after the fact. Uh, you can still, we're going to go until Sunday night. So this, this coming Sunday night, which will be, um, what, whatever this coming Sunday, I have a calendar in front of me. But all the days have, are the same, man. Yeah. All the they all went into one day. So, so leave a comment on either the Facebook video or the YouTube video until this coming Sunday night at midnight. All those comments, uh, I'll use the random number generator and pick a couple, uh, pick a couple winners, and uh, Dean will send that stuff to us, and we will send that stuff out to the the lucky winners. So thank you guys for watching and listening. Um, coming up next week, um, their second appearance on How About That Cigar Live, uh, we're going to have Juan and Kevin from Protocol Cigars back on the show. They have something very exciting and new coming out soon, so we're excited to talk to them. Um, so Dean, give us a final idea. Where is the best place for our viewers and listeners to get the latest and greatest info on Epic cigars? Uh, wow. Um, the, the number one place actually to see what's happening is, uh, is Epic on Instagram, Epic cigars, all one word on Instagram, because I, we've got a little over 54,000, uh, followers. I manage that account myself and, um, <laughs> it's a little bit crazy and it's getting more crazy all the time, but I love that connection and interaction with everyone. So if anyone's looking on where to buy Epic, where to get Nat Seco, check out our, our I mean, you can check out epiccigars.com, but Epic Cigars Instagram, I'll, I'll send you a link to any of our, our partners, depending on where you're living, the brick and mortar shops in the U S and, uh, and really worldwide. And uh, I love to connect with people. We love the hashtag, you know, epic moments, live epic, smoke epic, epic moments. And uh, we're, we've got a lot of exciting things coming. Uh, some things in the works outside of, obviously, our new cigar with AJ. Um, but uh, keep an eye on us because we're, uh, we're, we're coming and, uh, and I'm excited uh, about the future. So, And I really appreciate you guys having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dean, for spending time with us tonight. Uh, and we uh, look forward to talking to you again soon, hopefully live and in person at a, at a real cigar event. That would be fantastic. That would be, that would be, that would be epic. That uh, would be epic. It will be. It will be. <laughs> It'll happen at some point. So, no, I can't thank you enough, guys. Absolutely. Um, so, viewers and listeners, as always, thank you so much for spending time with us tonight. Uh, if you're listening on the audio podcast after the fact, take just a second, subscribe to the podcast so you never miss another episode. Uh, if you have any questions, you can email us directly on the website, howaboutthatcigar.com. Follow us on social media at HBT Cigar. And until we see you guys next time, burn cigars, not bridges. Take care, guys. Thank you. Thank you guys. Thank you guys.